I'd like to do now is make a, a very important transition to uh, spending some uh, needed time with the Lord uh, in prayer. And how I want to do it is by going to the Word of God first, to kind of put our hearts there, put our eyes and our faith to uh, this wonderful prophet named Isaiah. This comes from the 43rd chapter, verse 21. What I'm going to ask is that you and I, we own these words by offering them together unto the Lord. So please join me and let us offer these responsibly. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Amen and amen. Church, let us now go to the Lord in prayer. And as we do so, let... Always, our words, our actions bring praise unto the Lord. And as we now center our hearts and spirits in an attitude of prayer, I want you to think about God as a way maker when things, at least in our own limited knowledge and know-how, don't seem as though they can go any further. We can't go any further because at least in our own limited viewpoint, there is only an end. God is a way maker and he creates new beginnings always, a way possible. Holy God, we come before you now in prayer, lifting to you the joys and concerns, the hopes and dreams of our lives. May we always be open, Lord, to your voice in our lives, that we may see with new eyes and hear with new ears the direction that you will have us to go. Lord, bless, we pray, this gathering of your faithful, that we might grow and flourish in your love and grace for the purpose always to which you have called us. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, hear our prayers for those whose lives have touched us, those who are in pain in this very moment, those who are ill, those who are absent, those whom we grieve for. May we touch their lives not only through the power of prayer, but through our lives and actions as well. Lord, guide us, bless us, up uplift us, and hold us. For we, Lord, are your children, your scripture says, called to the purpose of being Christ followers in this world. Lord, hear our prayers, those spoken and those hidden also in our hearts. And we pray this prayer always in the saving name of Jesus Christ, who gave us the Lord's Prayer that let us now as the body of Christ pray together. Please join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy way. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Church, I am turning now to uh, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is considered a major prophet in the Old Testament uh, scriptures. Major because this particular book is lengthy. Uh, in it, it has actually three parts, three sections that tell us a gospel message. And I'll get to some of that context uh, in a moment. A, a powerful word for us today, turning to the 43rd chapter, beginning with verse 16, and I will read through verse 21. Here's what I want us to take from this scripture text, that God is a way maker. Hear now this word. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, the prophet says, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. Because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Verse 21, this people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So, church, there's a couple of things that I wanted to bring to your attention this morning uh, about uh, the book of Isaiah. Here's, here's what I wanted to uh, begin with this morning. Uh, Isaiah, uh, his word, uh, this book, uh, is very moving. Uh, it's very powerful. And, and here's what I want you to know that his message is always consistent. Did you hear that? His message is always consistent. Isaiah was one of those prophets that was never swayed by man, never swayed by politics, never swayed by intimidation. God called this human being to speak his word, and he did that faithfully, and he did that diligently, and his message, you see, was always consistent. So I want you to know that firstly about uh, the prophet Isaiah. So if you would, just direct your attention to the screen. I want to give you a little bit of context about this book, since it is so lengthy. Uh, just a couple of 
of things. Uh, take note of how many chapters there are, how many verses there are. But get this, just kind of a sum total, okay, of words. Get that, 30, over 37,000 words in this one book, okay? So this is, this is quite, uh, uh, quite a powerful, quite a lengthy book of God's Word. A couple of other things that I wanted to bring to your attention here, and I just want to make some parallels, okay? Uh, just some observations. Look, look, at, look at Isaiah. So the first 39 chapters, okay, kind of, kind of just a, as, a, as a perspective here, like the 39 books of the Old Testament are filled with judgment, that is righteous judgment. You see, God always delivers righteous judgment upon who? Well, the immoral and idolatrous men. Now, let's go to the final 27 chapters of this book. The final 27 chapters, like the 27 books of the New Testament, they declare, you see, a message of hope. So in the Word of God, church, we need to know that there is judgment. There is righteous judgment. There is also hope that is in Jesus Christ. We also, you and I, need to know that we're held accountable, the Word of God says, and we're held accountable by and through the Word of God uh, as well. So we need to know uh, these highlights. We need to know these important parts about the Word of God. Let's continue with some other facts about Isaiah. Now get this, I found this interesting. Isaiah, okay, of course he's a prophet. He's a major prophet because of the length of this book, but get this, he was also considered the messianic prophet. Now what does that mean? If you read through the book of Isaiah, what you're gonna notice is this particular prophet is pointing somewhere, you see. He's pointing us to the birth of Jesus Christ. He is pointing us, you see, to the Savior himself. Oftentimes, by the way, in the book, or excuse me, in the season of Lent, okay, we often go to the book of Isaiah and we select certain scriptures from Isaiah because, you see, this prophet is pointing us toward Jesus. That's very important. Get this, this prophet... Isaiah, he's also been considered the Paul of the Old Testaments, okay? And now get this, the Shakespeare of the prophets. And, and, and I would just encourage you to go to this book, and I know we read from different translations because different translations speak to us, but this language is poetic, folks. I mean, it really, really is. It's moving, and when you read it, here's what, here's what I want you to know in advance. This will deepen your faith. This very book will deepen your faith when you're reading through it, when you're praying yourself through it. Shakespeare, Shakespeare had a way, did he not, with his language? It had meaning, it was poetic, it was beautiful, and so is Isaiah. So I wanted you to know that. Also, here's another thing that I wanted to mention here. Of course, the work of the prophet, right, was always to speak a word from heaven, from God, 
from the very mouth of the prophet. So, of course, the prophet was always telling the Israelite people in these kingdoms what they didn't want to hear, right? So they, they, weren't, they weren't, in essence, very well liked, okay? Often they were criticized. Often they were punished. Often they, their lives were even taken from this earth, okay? They perished, okay? But they had a calling, you see, that God had placed on their hearts and anointed them with. Get this, Isaiah, okay, this prophet of the southern kingdom, this prophet was speaking oracles. Oracles is just another way of saying an authoritative word, an authoritative message. Get this, look how many kingdoms, look how many kingdoms there are that Isaiah was speaking to. I counted 11. Okay. Some of these kingdoms okay, still exist today. Others of these kingdoms do not. Okay. Here's where I want to make it relevant. Okay. The prophet's words, oh yes, it can speak to us today. It can speak to you and I personally. These, these kingdoms okay, could very well be cities in the U.S. of A. or in the world today. This this, these, these names, these kingdoms could very well be modern-day countries, you see, that the prophet could be speaking to today. What I'm getting at is this word from Isaiah, it's not a dead word, church. It's very much alive. It very much has meaning for us today if we're reading it and if we're listening to his warning. You see, a message of judgment, but also a message of hope. And I want you to know that. So here's the main content of what I want to get to this morning, okay? And I just want you to hear me say this, okay? Pay close attention to this. God is a way maker. Did you hear that? God is a way maker. God will always provide a way when you and I don't see the way forward. You see, God will always make a way forward. Let me go back to the word. Listen to this, okay? This is very important. This is what struck me this week as I was reading the text, and I'm going to read verse 16. Listen here. Thus says the Lord who makes, here it is, a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. Did you hear it? God is a way maker. God will provide that way forward when you and I don't see it, when we literally are coming up against a wall or we're snagged or we're frustrated or we feel defeated. God will always provide the way. Now, I want to back that up with the Word of God, okay? So let me give you some scriptures where God is always providing a way. God is a way maker even when we don't see it, church. Let's go to the word here. Let me firstly go to the book of Exodus, okay? You can look on the screen, okay? I'm just going to back this up with the word. Listen to this. The Red Sea was parted for the Israelites to safely pass through 
on dry ground and escape their enemy. When the Israelite people thought they were going to perish, okay, literally thought they were going to die because they were escaping slavery, what happened? God made a way. God made a way. Let's continue here. Remember that man, Daniel? Okay, very important in the Word of God. There's a book named after him, Daniel 6, 22. Listen to this. When Daniel thought he was going to perish in the lion's den, listen to this. He shut the mouth, God did, the way maker of the lions for Daniel, who was shut in their den all night long so he could be a, get this, a living testimony to the faithfulness and almighty power of God, okay? In the lion's den, church, thought he was going to be devoured. And what happened? God made a way. A way maker, a way maker. Remember that. Let me continue. We move right through the Old Testament into the New Testament. God, as the way maker in his son, Jesus Christ, so listen to this. Here's what happens. Mark 4, 37 through 41. Pay attention to this. Jesus, you remember this story. He calms the storm with a simple command. No mere human can do this. Listen to this. A simple command of his voice, even the wind and the waves obey him, his followers said. Okay? Look that up there. It's in Mark 4, 37 through 41. Let me continue. Jesus also feeds the thousands of people who were hungry from, get this, only five loaves of bread and two fish. And he assured every man, woman, and child they would not leave hungry. And there, of course, of course, because God is a way maker there was an abundance left over. Only God can do that because he was a way maker. Let me continue here. Jesus also brought miracle healings everywhere that he went, did he not? We can just look through the scriptures. It's there, church. Let me just pinpoint a few, okay? Number one, he healed the lepers completely and wholly. Go to Luke 17, 11 through 19. He also restored a woman who was chronically bleeding for over 12 years, who, of course, was considered an outcast. What did Jesus do? He healed her. He healed her. You see, a way maker. When we don't see it, when we only see dark, when we only see defeat, when we only see frustration or temptation or devastation, what's God doing? What's God doing, church? He's making a way, the way maker. And he also, Jesus did, gave sight to a man born blind, and that's from John 9. And countless, countless, countless other powerful scriptures where God is making a way. Okay, let me close with this, church. And I quote, pay close attention to what I'm saying, and I want to speak to your heart for a moment. Pay close attention to your preacher. Let me speak to your heart, okay? Let me quote. Sickness, financial problems, family issues, employment, unemployment, issues in society and politics, denominational trouble and strife. Am I talking to you, church? Is this speaking to one of you this day? 
These very things, listen to me, these very things, the enemy, the enemy will use these vulnerabilities and these divisions, pay attention, to attack you, church. You can bet on it. You can guarantee that the devil will use these vulnerabilities, use this dismay and division to attack you and I, to attack and to further a division. He will attack us. We've got to know that. That is no mere fantasy. That is not a fiction. That is absolutely a truth, that the devil will use our vulnerabilities and attack those very things. Now, listen to this. If left to our own devices, which basically means this, if we think, church, that by our own strength, our own know-how, our own willpower, that we're going to handle this and put on the armor and defeat the enemy himself. Listen to this. The enemy, church, will devour us, okay? If left to our own devices, okay? Filled with pride, if left to our own devices, the enemy will devour us. Scripture says that the enemy is like a roaring lion, church. He will devour us if left to our own devices. Listen, without someone, church, to correct our course, we will crash. We will crash. You can bet on it. You can bet on it. Churches, denominations, if left to our own devices, okay, we will crash. Look, without someone to direct our path, church, this is very key, without someone to direct our path, we are lost. It's no different than what the Bible says about the Israelite people who did escape Egypt and who were just wandering. You see, they were wandering because they were spiritually lost for 40 years, okay? Did you hear me, church? Without someone to direct our path, we are as good as lost. And when you are lost, let me tell you, that can be scary. That's frustrating. That is discouraging. That is just a place that we don't want to be. Listen, without someone to see us through the storm, we are just battered and wrecked. Did you hear that? We are just battered and wrecked on our own. So pay close attention to what I'm going to end with here. That is why, church, you and I always must have the way maker. That is God Almighty and his son Jesus Christ in our lives. Because they, God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the power and the fellowship and the movement of the Holy Spirit can always provide the way. You see, it's absolute truth that I'm speaking of and that you and I need to always be standing on. God Almighty is our way maker. Listen to this, and I'm going to close here. God will always, church, help you walk through the unthinkable. You want to know why? Because we were never meant 
to handle it on our own. I want to repeat that, okay? I want to repeat that, and then we're going to send this out. Listen to this. God will help you walk through the unthinkable, and you and I have had the unthinkable happen to us. It happens. That is life. Life will throw some nasty things our ways. Life will throw cruel things our way, and certainly the enemy has a big role in that as well. We will feel the sting of life, church. What I'm telling you is don't be a victim. Be a victor, okay? Be a victor. Have a victor attitude. And how do you do that? Look, God will help you walk through the unthinkable because you, church, and I, together, were never meant to handle it, you see, on our own. God wants to be a part of our lives. Listen to verse 16 one more time. Here it is. Thus says the Lord, not your preacher. This is what the Almighty himself is saying. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. That is you and I, and that is God who is the way maker, making a way for all. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, Lord, we do get frustrated. Lord, we do get agitated. Lord, we are tempted. Lord, we do feel a sense of defeat. That is life, oh God. We have mountaintop moments. We have dark valley moments, and there's always the in-between. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we always know when we are feeling frustrated, when we are feeling defeated, Lord, because the enemy is throwing flaming arrows, Scripture says, or life itself just has a sting and we get bit. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that our faith is not a faith of failure, but a faith of victory, that there is always victory in Jesus Christ, who is our way maker. Blessed be his name. Amen.